who said married life was going to be easy? Getting together and building a home together requires us to learn how to work together and learn the principles of service, sacrifice, and partnership. You're listening to The Relationship Lift, a short conversation brought to you by Family Life New Zealand to help you grow together as a couple. Join us for a topical discussion designed to keep you encouraged and equipped on the growth journey. We know that great marriages don't just happen. So let's journey together as we pursue oneness so that you too can make a great marriage your reality. Today, we're talking about household partnerships. I hope you enjoy the discussion. It is the day's show on Rima, and great to have you listening in on this Tuesday morning. And of course, being a Tuesday, a chance once again to catch up with Vaynant Jacobs from Family Life New Zealand. And kia ora, Vaynant, welcome back to the show. Once again, great to have you with us. Kia ora. Good morning, Tom. Good to be on, as always. Now, today, uh, the topic of household partnership. Now, this is interesting when you think about what this is, because, you know, we in, in marriage, we build a relationship, we get to know e- uh, about each other. But the other side of this is we also end up living with each other and sharing the same space and building a home. And I know, you know, the the reality of this, look, let's be honest, can put a strain on relationships, right? Especially when we've come from two different backgrounds, two different families. So, you know, how can we work through this and really encourage couples to find a healthy, uh, perhaps, perspective when it comes to living together in the home? Right. Well, Tom, it, it is probably one of the, the biggest causes of tension in relationships. All right. Is the fact that we're, we're, we're building a house together. We're learning how to live in a house together. Uh, I think today a lot of people also get married much later on in life. So they've, they've become even more established in their rhythms. Okay. But let's just talk traditional. You may, be, you may have grown up in a, a household where you did things a certain way. Well, subconsciously, have you ever heard of the term covert contracts? Right, it's it's covert. Yeah, it's like a contract we make uh, subconsciously, uh, meaning we we expect certain things from people we're in relationship with without even saying that to them. Right, so we don't verbalize it, but we just go. I I assume you're going to respond and uh, in this way, and then we feel like they've broken contract (laughs) if they didn't respond that way. But like, there's just been two different expectations, right? And, and often the source of conflict can be the, the those broken COVID contracts where in essence it's actually just two different uh, preferences. I wouldn't even use the word expectations because it's it's not an expectation really. It's a preference. You have a preference of doing something a certain way and your partner or your spouse has a preference and these two come together and often you don't even talk about it and it leads to you know, conflict in the home. Uh, mm. I'll give you one quick example. I mean, for uh, in, in our household, um, it was not my dad's regular job to take out the trash, you know. Now, he would take out the trash. It, you know, they worked as a team, but that just wasn't a job. Like, we had um, someone help out around the house that usually did that. So I never grew up seeing it as uh, my job or the man or the husband's job to take out the trash. Okay. However... In uh, Al Ray's house, that was the thing her dad did very meticulously, you know, and very faithfully. So here I am just doing my thing. I'm offering my contribution, but I'm not taking out the trash that regularly. And in her mind, that expectation has been so strong that it actually caused a lot of um, 
frustration and, 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 and conflict for us until we actually landed on the discussion of understanding, oh, like that's an expectation that's been so deeply ingrained in her when I'm not doing that. It's almost like I'm not even living up to her expectations of who I need to be in my role as a husband. Now mm. we both know that's not true. It's just those unspoken communications and we're always sort of dealing with those. Now it's great. We have a great rhythm. We know who's doing what and we've actually spoken about it. So it's taken the sting out of that COVID contract. Yeah, and I guess the other thing that strikes me too is this is coming from both sides, right? Because you've got, you know, two people coming together into this environment. But you'd think we'd almost um, really be a little bit more onto it and maybe see this coming. So it might sound like a very simple question, but let's put it out there. Why does it become such a, a significant area of contention? Yeah. Yeah, right. When we when we get married, the the two become one. Um it's about partnership and it, it's also a, a process of actually dying, dying to your old identity of self. And let's just face it, Tom, we're all selfish people. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know yeah. that many people love to admit that, but that's true. <laughs> we tell people at our weekends to remember, turn to your spouse and tell them you are the second most selfish person that I know. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I'm more selfish. Yeah, I but, mean, we can't get away from it, can we? We, we simply can't, right? But, you know, if, we're, if we see our marriage as a, as a place where we grow, we grow together, uh, you know, not only in our marriage oneness, um, taking on this new identity of husband and wife, um, then we can also see it as part of our character development and growth spiritually, right? So what we're doing to, to contribute to the household is, is, is not about me being served, but it's also about me developing those principles of service and sacrifice and partnership. And it really is a partnership, you know, how, how we do our home, our home and our house um, work together. It's not a matter of how are you serving me or how are you doing the things that I expect from you to do. We're coming to this thing. We're forming a family. We're forming a home and we're both like contributing partners to that. Do you think it would help to 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 really take hold of that idea that we're we're building something new? And yes, what's gone before, you know, that that is part of us. But you know, if we come into that uh, into our marriages or you know with that perspective, is is that something that would help us? Because I guess the other thing is you've just touched on it too that our marriages are also as Christians, right, really intertwines with our with our faith. And so, you know, yeah. really sort of, I guess we can, you know, can you also expand on that idea, the going from the practical, the impact that it has perhaps more along that line? Yeah. You know, we, we often forget that we're building something new and we often go into marriage wanting to recreate our childhood homes. You know, and so we've got one of two responses. Maybe we had a great childhood home and we try and recreate that uh, either consciously or subconsciously right? Often, more often than not, subconsciously. Um, or the other option is we had a terrible childhood home and we, we swear never to do the same right. thing. Yeah. So if our spouse does something that even vaguely reflects what we grew up in, that becomes a big red light and fear jumps to the forefront and we're in attack mode, you know, whereas they were simply cutting the onions in the, in a, <laughs> <laughs> not not the way that we would, yeah. But I mean, it, right, I mean but yeah, it means it can, it can, but it can feel like a big deal, right? Yes, and 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 it's actually just for us becoming aware of that we're building a new thing. We're not recreating something we knew, um, but once we can see those preferences come to light, we can talk about it and actually words work towards you know 
our home and how we build that. Uh, there's a great book uh, called Domestic Monastery, and it talks about this whole idea, you know, as, as parents, uh, sometimes sometimes I think the burden is maybe a little bit heavier on the moms these days, you know, if if the dad is the primary breadwinner and he's maybe uh, out working more, and especially in those early years, maybe the mom's been more at home with the kids and it can just feel like a grind. You, you know, you, you do this thing, you do the next thing, you do the next thing, whereas if a dad is maybe working away, um, he gets that break from the family and he comes back and it's still always on. But uh, this idea of domestic monastery uh, reflects reflects on if you go away uh, as a monk, you know, a spiritual person or whatever, to a retreat center where everything you do at the retreat center is sort of on the clock. The bell rings and you have to move on to the next thing. And then you have to literally stop what you're doing and move on to the next. And mm. and sometimes family life and home life can feel like that. My, my time doesn't belong to me. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm often personally caught in this trap of being frustrated when I get pulled out of what I'm doing and I have to now respond to something else. But when I view this as domestic monastery, uh, the, being a dad, being there for my kids and their you know high demands at this young age of life, um, serving the household, uh, this is a way of actually sanctifying me, reminding me that my time and actually my life doesn't belong to me. And if I'm able to actually switch that in my own mind, I see what's happening in the household and I see the demands on my time and the, the challenges that it brings as something that sanctifies me and actually develops the character of Christ to me. Mm, so it's almost like you're you're not seeing it as an inconvenience so much, but perhaps knowing that something bigger is at, at play here, a, a reminder and something being worked into us in our in our households and I guess in our marriages. Yes, well, certainly yes. plenty of food for thought, right? <laughs> well, Baynard Jacobs with me once again from Family Life New Zealand. And once again, if you'd like to connect and find out more, uh, head along to the website, familylife.nz. Baynard, appreciate your time. Once again, thank you. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I feel completely connected to my partner and 0 being I feel totally disconnected from my partner, where would you rate yourself right now? There's probably room for growth, right? Why not take some time and actively choose to take your relationship to a 10 by learning how to love and relate to one another on a deeper level. Spend one weekend with us and discover the keys to building intimacy, strengthening communication, handling life's pressures, embracing differences, fighting fair and working through conflict constructively and so much more. You'll laugh a lot, you'll rekindle romance, learn new skills and be better equipped to build a relationship that thrives. We can promise you it will be a weekend to remember. You may not reach a 10, but most couples leave on cloud nine. Join us on our next couples retreat. Register today at familylife.nz. Thanks for listening. I'm Vayner Jacobs from the Family Life New Zealand team, and this has been another oneness resource to help you grow together in your marriage. Check us out online at familylife.nz for more information on events, training, and other amazing resources. Let's fight the drift, move towards each other in oneness, and impact our corner of the world together. See you next time.